and we're back for another exciting episode of The Spicy Life. I am your host, Spicy Mari, and joined with me, as always, is the beautiful and lovely Dr. Ali. Hello. And today in the G spot, that is the guest spotlight. Don't get li- don't get freaky on us quite yet. We have Thea Monet, and she's an accomplished self-identified black woman creative with credits including appearances on HBO, BET, and TV One, performances at the legendary Ford Amphitheater and House of Blues in Los Angeles, countless college tours and commissions to perform for the NAACP, Alpha Kappa Alpha uh, uh, Sorority Incorporated, oh. can I get a ski wee? <laughs> and other yes. national organizations. <laughs> Thea Monet, unapologetic work stems from her unwavering passion to healing and her belief that true healing can only occur in a liberated and non-oppressive society. Mind you, I told her to send me a shorter bio, so I'm going to keep going. Okay. Monet is a licensed marriage and family therapist at Cal State LA, a regular contributor for Harriet and Black Girl in Ohm, online publications, co-host of Damn Black Mamas podcast, All Heart podcast, director of decolonization for the multimedia platform, Black Girl Mixtape, and contributor for Unspoken online publication. Woo! She serves as a contributor to Say Word LA and a board member of Manhood Camp for at-risk males. I love that. Her most recent work, Murmurs of a Mad Woman, an unconventional memoir, is available through Amazon and she signed fiction writer with Distel, do I say that right? Distel. Distel, mm-hmm. Go, Goderick, and Boré. Perfect. Yes, okay, I, perfect. That's, that's like some French over there. Uh, with upcoming projects, <laughs> she something. is currently studying to add trained sex therapists to her list of credits yes. with a focus on decolonizing joy and pleasure. Because clearly, I don't have, clearly about I don't have enough to do. First of all, first, you guys. Of all, first of all, didn't realize that you were a therapist at Cal State. Yes. I teach at Cal State, and my clients have continuously tried to get us together. Oh my no, God, no, my, clients, my wait. students, my students <laughs> no, are like, it's kismet. literally my students are like, oh my God, you should meet this woman in the therapy department. <laughs> I'm going to go over there and tell her to come talk to you. You guys need to talk literally. That's so dumb. Someone See? handed me your card like two. Right what before- department are you in? Psych. Oh, yeah, yeah. and she had me come and oh, do one when she was traveling yeah. for work. She had me come and be like a guest, guest lecturer. Yes. yes. Oh, that's We've so been great. in the same building. Now this is on now. It's really on. Oh, yeah. that's so I'll great. I'll be back in the, in the fall. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm off this <laughs> summer. It was destiny. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I upgraded to an... Uh, Different schedule. Bougie so. position. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I, every single guest, nice. I bang on them because their bios are so long because we always bring on the best and most accomplished people. I love it. Um, <laughs> but it's phenomenal. too much good stuff. Thank so, you. I so please that. know that I am playing that was with my you bad. when I'm. No, 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 no. Please know that I do this to every guest. I make no, them feel bad that they're so accomplished, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they're all good. I appreciate you. Thank you. So we're switching it up on this episode and going into the naked truth. Usually we yeah. save that for the end where we ask you questions. This time we're going to make you open up to us boom right in the beginning and give our audience insight into who you are as a woman so you're going to be vulnerable with us because we require vulnerability from everyone else in our listenership so you have to tell us the s in your life for the naked truth when was the first time you fell in love with self oh goodness i mean i can remember that i can remember it was uh i would say the year was because i know the exact year (laughs) the year i would say the year was 2010. Wow. Um, it was a year where I had to choose between myself and a relationship mm. and um, a relationship that I knew that I couldn't grow in. And mm. I had to choose myself. Yeah. Mm. It was a beautiful choice. Oh, my God. And you do, you're it. not looking back. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay. This is the P. How old were you when you discovered your life passion? Oh, I feel like on some level, I've always known it. In addition to helping people, it's been writing. Like, I can write 
anything, everything, everything filters through that lens. And I started that very early. I, my first writings were probably around eight years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is I knew I wanted to write. I know it's, I just saw the power in it when I read, I know how the cage birds sing or bluest eye, mm -hmm. you know, it just totally. transforms yes. you. And I wanted to be able to do that for sure. Okay. And then now you got to go into eye intimacy. What is your biggest turn on? I think my biggest turn on is, oh Lord, if you ask me right now, because I have a house full of teenage girls, it's really like peace and quiet. <laughs> but if we're gonna get like really, if we're gonna get into the depths of it, yep. um, it's definitely like touch and and like something things being communicated to me through touch. Like not having to talk about certain things that it can just be communicated through the way you hold me or touch me. That is really big right now because we do a lot of talking. Oh, wait, oh, yes, do. for a living. So sometimes like I don't want to talk about it. I want it to be communicated. Oh my through gosh, touch. that's so yes. true. Yes, yeah. I feel you. I'm like I'm always on. So sometimes I want to turn off. Yes. I just and still communicate. Yes, right? that's still communication. But we don't always have to use verbal. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. This is true. I asked my husband for sex the other day and he's like, you know, you can just come take it. You can just come <laughs> grab it. You can just come grab it if you want. To. Okay, you're gonna give a C. What is the best compliment you ever received? This is communication. What's the best compliment anyone ever gave you? It was the moment I fell in love with my husband and he said, you are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it came after like years of not knowing my worth. Mm. And so to hear that, it's like it pierced through something in my psyche and I just like, I am fantastic, right? Yes. Like it just woke me up. So that will always be like the number one compliment. Well, you are fantastic, girl. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. Okay, and the last one is why. You gotta you gotta reveal this to us. This is yes, right? Mm -hmm. What is your biggest fear? Oh, that's that's I'm very aware of that. What as do you well. not say yes to? My my <laughs> biggest fear is like dying on a comp like without mm. my my purpose accomplished. And I, I mean, that is my biggest fear. I think it drives me sometimes to an irrational level mm -hmm. of productivity, but it's like, I want to die knowing I did what I came here to do. Um, and it is scary to me to what not did, do What that. do you feel like your purpose is? What did you come here to do? Transformation. Mm -hmm. Transformation across the board with anything I can, I can use to transform, whether it's art or therapy or healing or creating new models of healing. Mm -hmm anything that brings about transformation. Like, did I help transform people? When you met me, were you different than after? And that's on the highest level I can possibly yeah. accomplish that. Yes, has to be done. And that then, snaps yeah. to that. Yeah. Allie and I are all about transformation yeah. too. It's yeah. why we even have this podcast. Day. Yes, <laughs> all, day. all day. We want people to get that. What are we they doing? Need to transform. Not, yeah, what are we doing if we're not transforming? Exactly. So. Well, leaving the world better than we, we found wanted, it. We wanted, transform people's lives. Yeah. So today's topic is, you know, what to ask and reveal on a first date. How vulnerable should you be? Cause mm -hmm. you know, a, a date is a transformative experience. It yeah. can change your life forever or yeah. not. And you move on to the next, but <laughs> we um, always warm up with a spicy dish. Mm -hmm. So a little news and gossip first, just to have some fun. <laughs> yes, I, um, love it. I chose this one cause Ali loves politics. Yes. So President Trump, anything with like presidents or politics, Good I always Lord. choose for her. Um, <laughs> President Good Trump Lord. denies calling Duchess Meghan nasty despite like interviews recordings so he's gonna go visit the queen and uh duchess is not gonna be there because she's on maternity leave mm -hmm. but uh an interview in like 2016 recorded him being told that she's not in support of him and mm -hmm. he responded yeah, with why well, i didn't know she, she was, was that misogynistic nasty. she had a very well thought out yeah. response to how she felt about him and he I was mean, like he well, gives a lot of reasons for right. such a response <laughs> so it's not like yeah, and so he responded with the fact that like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's very nasty of her to say or something like that. And so he's saying, well, I didn't call her nasty. 
I said that what she said was nasty. So I didn't call her a nasty woman. So it's fake. It's fake news. It's fake. But like verbatim, <laughs> he did say, oh, I didn't know she was nasty. Like oh, right. yeah, that's, it, yeah. it was in response to something that she said. Yeah. But he I don't think he it. was trying to call her like a dirty person. He uses the word nasty. Mm-hmm. Anytime someone has anything negative to say Anytime about woman, him. A woman has this something is true. I haven't heard about him. Him. This is, yes, this is actually Anytime very true. Anytime a woman has I mean, something, he, did, he does he not use that language with with men. Exactly. He dubbed Hillary Clinton a nasty woman. And that, you know, I mean, the thing with Trump is always trying to figure out, like, is he the smartest idiot in the world, mm. right? Or, like, like is he the smartest puppet idiot in the world? Mm-hmm. And at some level, you're like, you've been working around people so long, you know exactly he what you're doing. He knows what buttons to push. Yeah, he knows so you what know to why say. you use the word nasty when referencing women, and you, and you don't use it when referencing men. Mm-hmm. And... It, it all reminds me of the art of war and mm-hmm. how Sun Tzu said, if you haven't... If you have an enemy that's easy to anger, send him a flask of urine. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what Donald Trump does a lot. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. He works hard to piss people off because yeah. when you're angry, you make bad decisions. Yeah. And whether he knows he's doing it or not, he likes to throw people off base because now we're all talking about this yeah. instead of the all these tariffs. Right. Instead of right. his politics. Right. His policies. Right. Instead of what's actually happening, we get distracted by all this other stuff. So yeah. in a way, I want to think that he's just unintelligent. Right. No, but, but we, I have to believe that he's not. It's not how we would typically think of intelligence. Like there's different forms of intelligence. Well, I don't think that he really understands politics. What right. I do think that he plays the game of politics. And I think yeah. there's a difference. I think he understands um, how we react. He, I think he understands social um, and personality and mm-hmm. what the psychology is behind that. Mm-hmm. But I do not think that he understands yeah. policies, no. nor should he be allowed to choose Therefore, him. the people around him know to use him in that regard. Oh, we know, So for when sure. they're trying to push through the policies that they want, they push him out there to do the thing he does. He's which, a puppeteer. Yeah, yeah, to his do thing. the things, piss people off, distract, you know, um, sleight of hand. And then, all, so it's a team effort. Yeah, I think we figured him out. To definitely do this, yeah. So should we just all go to the White House now? Yeah, and just like, right, yeah exactly, right. <laughs> you know, I, I literally, I spend... <laughs> I had to turn off my news notifications. And you know what I yeah. found was like, uh, my mom will never, like, will ever. I go over there and she's like, do you know what your president? I said, listen, Your president. All, right, my president. <laughs> um, but, right, but, but I, I think what I realized is that it, there was so much distraction that I couldn't get to the real of what was happening as long as my alerts were going exactly. off. And with my alerts off, I'm able to really see what the real issues are. Mm-hmm. Like, I go look for the real issues as opposed to being distracted yeah. by the... The fake ones, like exactly. you were saying. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, so, yeah, he's a Next one, one is Jay-Z is a billionaire with my capital B. My cousin is a billionaire. And the first rapper to do so. Wait, no, I just want to Jay-Z is your cousin. I, oh. I was about to say, oh, wait. I mean, are we all cousins? Breaking news. Like, when we really break this down, <laughs> technically, <laughs> we're all cousins. If you go back far enough, we're I know, all we're all related. I'm claiming it now, though. All I'm not going to do the research. I'm just going to claim him. So this is, this is but he's making history right now, Ali? Yeah, he's the first rapper to ever become a billionaire with a B. Mm. And he is, wow. I mean, like, because he has multiple layers of businesses. And I think that's yeah. the thing that we need to talk more about with, with when it comes to finance and yes. really building a legacy. It, it's not just through hip hop. You right. can't just make that much money doing yep. one thing. Yeah. You know, he owns multiple companies. He's invested. He also owns part of Uber. Mm. I mean, he owns a lot of things and he is actively killing it. Strategic. And I don't mm. even know if this is like including Beyonce's money. Right. No. <laughs> right. No. I, I, don't I think, think this is just his money. Beyonce's. And they have three properties. They have one here in Cali. They have and like two mm-hmm. out in New York somewhere, like in two different areas of the East Coast. So I'm just like, all right, Forbes just, got it right. Well, he didn't become a billionaire until now. Like so now. let's just say that it has yeah. to do with his marriage and that having gonna, a good woman behind that you could, definitely helps you the get case. there, fellas. <laughs> she did say, let me upgrade you. Yes. And she made good on that. 
promise, apparently. That's it. No, really. I mean, I I pull a lot of financial wisdom from Jay-Z, you know. I can't help the poor if I'm one of them, so I get rich and I give back. That's the win-win. There's like a lot of lines that I think he really has throughout the years, if you break down his lyrics, explained his blueprint for how he wants to achieve success. So when Beyonce says, you know, my great, great, Grandbaby's already rich. That's yeah. a lot of brown babies on your Forbes That's list. It. You can like, you got to be. I love it. And she a, is like a, 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 a in a space to yeah. be able to throw that out there and be like, "That's legit." But she's very accurate. It's right. secure, very she's accurate. Not Blue Ivy's babies are taken care of. <laughs> Blue Ivy's babies' babies They're are taken babies. care of. At this point. <laughs> All, All right. of them are good. Right. Yeah, he invested in. He has a um, an alcohol company called Armand de Brichnac. Ooh, don't never heard of me. it. I haven't. It's he has a number of other investments. He has another company. Called Duse. Oh, U S S E. Duse. 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 I think it's called Duse. No, obviously title. Title. You guys know what it is? Duse. Our live studio audience. Yeah, Duse. Duse. Title. Rock Nation. He has a number. I mean, his music catalog. Obviously. Oh, the art collection. He has an art collection. Right. Seventy million dollars in art. Wow. Which me and me and my me and my husband always art is our thing. We wanna. This is like art. Yeah, we love art. Yeah, art collection. He has fifty million dollars in real estate. He and that's like and that's it. So these these alcohol companies are making him money. Do say is a hundred million. His different cash investments are two uh, wow. two hundred twenty million. Mm. His uh, Armand de Bergerac or whatever is three hundred and ten million. Mm. Like he is, he's making it happen. Well, you see, Bruh, even like people like I mean, he's definitely steering other people yeah. to make these smart business yes, decisions as yes, well. Yeah. He was, you know, I think pivotal in like the first like beginning of 360 deals and yeah. then also mm-hmm. with what Rihanna has going on now with Fenty like right. I'm sure she's Fenty being uh, mentored appropriately I'm so here for Rihanna <laughs> that yes. would be another news a news a moment. news update yeah, <laughs> yes. that would be another yes. news moment Okay, a new segment that we're adding to the Spicy Life is Dear Spicy. We want you mm. Spicy Lifers to write that. in to Dr. Ali and I with your questions and ask us over here at the Spicy Life what your burning needs are, what you're dying to know. So you're gonna I help us you know, on answering yes. this question, sure, this letter. Sure. Um, and if you guys do wanna send us something right now, you can at info at the Spicy Life and maybe we'll get it before the show's over. But um, <laughs> Okay, so we have a listener letter. It's, I recently met a guy through a dating app and have been on five dates over the past two months. I shared with him my hobbies, likes, career, but I haven't talked to him yet about how therapy is a part of my self-care routine. I'm not ashamed to be in therapy at all, but I realize that it's not as widely embraced with the black community. Both he and I are black. She put that in quotations. Mm -hmm. Um, And being in therapy still has a lot of stigma attached to it in the community black and others I don't want the person to hear I'm in therapy and immediately start thinking I'm crazy or going through you know gonna be like a handful to deal with she says in this culture of self-care when do you think it's right time to share with someone that you go to therapy and how much should someone share about their therapy and when to share that in the dating process okay she signed it. Love you guys so much. Nola <laughs> Darling. Oh, I love it. We know it's not the real Nola Darling yeah. from Netflix. But, God, that was so good. Uh, I but yeah. binged, that last week. binged that last week. But yeah. pl- you guys, please know that you can um, be anonymous. Anonymous? 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 Anonymous. We said it too many times now. <laughs> <laughs> the word has no meaning. <laughs> the word's dead now. So yeah. you, can, you don't have to reveal your identity to go. us because you know we're going to read it out loud when you write into us at Info at the Spicy Life. But what do you guys feel in regards to these questions about sharing that you're in therapy and when should we be doing it? Yeah, this is obviously a difficult question um, because 
a lot of relationships and knowing when to reveal something about yourself really depends on the level of safety that you're feeling in mm -hmm. that relationship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, because I think this is something that is personal, no matter mm -hmm. what ethnicity, no matter what group you come from. Um, one thing, when I was actively um, at a therapist, I would tell people, you need to be cautious about who you say, who you talk about your mm -hmm. therapy with, mm -hmm. because it is a very, um, the orientation I came from, we talk about it as a phenomenological space. It is a very unique space that never mm -hmm. is really replicated with any other person. It is unique to this mm -hmm. space and time and this meeting that we had and that sometimes other people don't understand. So yeah. you're free mm -hmm. to tell people, I'm not telling you not to, but I'm telling you that you have to be cautious about the feedback that you may get, mm -hmm. which may hinder the therapeutic process. So I always say, you can tell people you're doing it. Don't worry about it. And that's a part of the reason why if you bump into a client in public, you tell them, I'm not going to approach you. I'm not mm -hmm. going to say anything to you. If you would, if you approach, if you me, would approach yeah. me, I would be cordial and yeah. nice and wonderful. Mm -hmm. But you do not, you can pretend I don't even exist. Yeah. And I'm 100%. not worried about it. It is about how you've experienced, you know, how you've told your family, your friends. And if you haven't, that's fine. Right. And so I don't, he doesn't have to know. Yeah. That's one thing I would say. And I would wait until I felt comfortable enough to where maybe something came up that would make me feel like he would be supportive of it. Or something came up that would make me Agreed. feel like he would align with it. And you also probably wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone that you couldn't be open with. Mm -hmm. Also just, too, ask yourself, why do you want to share that with him? Mm -hmm. What about him makes you feel like that is something that not just that he can handle, but also that you want to reveal. We don't tell each person, you know, every time we take a shit or right. we don't, you know, tell right. each person like, oh, I just spoke to my mom. Like every what about this right, information right. of <laughs> self care? You know, my whoever you're with doesn't care that you just got a mani and petty. Like, right. what is it about this yeah. form of self care right. that makes you want to right. share this? And then on, yeah. since today's episode is about dating, yeah. instead of you revealing what you do for self care, an important question that you need to ask is what are you doing for self care? Right. Like, what, what are you yeah. doing for self growth? Yeah. Let him share that with you or her, if it's, you know, vice versa, whatever gender that is, but like, let them share that with you. And that will let you know how open they are and yeah. what you can reveal about yourself. Yeah. I, so I'm a deconstructor. So mm -hmm. I, there's like three parts to this to me. The mm -hmm. first part is what you were saying, right? Why do you feel the need to reveal it at this time? You could assess whether or not you have your own internal stigma about mm -hmm. going do you yeah. still feel yeah. some kind of way about going that you feel like oh me not telling them it's misleading or me not telling them is like not letting them know i have some sort of problem mm -hmm. right so you might be dealing with your own internal stigma yeah um that you should definitely Beautiful. like yeah. process through yourself and all that the other thing for me and this kind of may lend into what we're gonna talk about other i try to stress to people how important the initial dating part is like the first year, right? Or yes. even like, so, and it's the same thing with your therapeutic space, right? This is a sacred space. Like it is your space. Where can you go where it's just about you? Do you really want this person like, oh, you should talk that talk to your therapist about that. Right. Like invading <laughs> your space, right? Because that's what's going to happen. Like, I see, I see. Did you talk to your therapist about our right? Do you talk, like, it's just going to become about yeah. them in your sacred space. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you want to do that. But also I get clients in sometimes and they're like, you know, going through a problem with the person and they're like, you know, I know that their family has gone through this. And as a child, they went through this. And I'm like, what date are you on? Right. Why the hell do you know what the right. hell happened in their family 20, 20 years ago? Like, <laughs> this is not the time. This is fun time. People want to reveal the, their baggage up front, though. This is like fun experience time. Like, this is the time that you like, like enjoy the pleasure and joy of it. Because trust me, there is time to find out every nook and cranny. Yeah. Right. But if you give yourself this like 
time to just explore and enjoy without weighing it down so early. You know, people want to jump in so fast. And I'm like, my husband and I, listen, folks didn't even know we were dating for like two years. Yeah. Because it was sacred space. It was fun. We were enjoying it. Weren't taking it too seriously. But then also like really feeling it out. I really think about that time and how it's gotten us through so many tougher times Mm -hmm. since then. Because I can look back and tap into the joy of that time. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. You know, kind of also getting into the conversation that we're going to start having is that yeah, if you sit here and you tell them everything in the first few moments, in a way, it's almost like you don't believe they're going to stay around. And you yeah. almost are like, well, I need to make sure I get everything out and they know everything about me because what if they don't, what if they find out later and they hate me? Yep. And yeah. this and that and that. And it's like, well, that's what building this relationship is all about. When you're right. building a foundation, you don't build fractures into the foundation of a building. Yeah. Right. You don't build right. damage into it. <laughs> right. Right. You want to have right. stable Let me just put this crack right. in here now. Right. Right. Let me just crack it. Let me break this foundation yeah. right now so it won't break later. I mean, it's inevitable. You know, right. so it's kind of this like deterministic thing. Like, well, it's, it's not going to work anyway. So let me just right. tell him who I am. So he just knows every, all of my bad, all of the bad parts of me now. But it's like, I like the idea of letting these first year, first, you know, few months, whatever. Yeah. Just be a fun, exciting Organic time where we're time. we're just experiencing, right? Because those experiences are the things that are going to hold you through, like your relationship. Hundred percent. What do you do when bad things happen and things come out organically? Yeah. And when we get caught in that future thinking, yeah. right? So what? Oh, you're, the other so reason you're probably slow. wanting right to tell them is like, you know, because you're like, I see this future, and it's like you just see the present. Yeah, you like, don't just see know the, the future because right you don't know him or you don't know exist. her. No, we do not exist. know. Right. Right. So you're exactly. planning for something that hasn't happened, living out of fear, operating out of fear, potentially pushing someone away because you're afraid that they're going to leave you. So you start right. behaving in a way yeah. that automatically warrants the behavior of t- the person who's going to be left. Absolutely. Yeah. When you first start dating someone, to your point earlier that you said, mm-hmm. Thea, is there should be an enjoyable experience. Dating mm-hmm. is supposed to be fun. It is not mm-hmm. supposed to be this like grueling time right. where you miss your therapy session and now you have that with this date. Right. That is not what it's supposed to be. It is supposed to be enjoyable. It is supposed yeah. to be Pleasurable. a utopia, something that you get your mind off of your daily work routine and now you yeah. get to have you know an exploration period yeah. with somebody else. And it's hard to start immediately bonding and gelling with someone when you put all the negative up there first without letting them invest in the positive. Yeah, yeah. So I just think that I want to, I want you guys to be mindful of the fact that we have mistaken honesty and vulnerability for this idea Mm. of transparency. Well, I'm just transparent. I just want to be organic Mm. with this person. I just want to, you being transparent doesn't mean put everything out on the table first date. If you're still in DMing each other or um, on the apps messaging, that is not when you tell the person how many sexual partners you've had. And I'm saying this because I got this question this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, you know, am I revealing too much? You're questioning, are you revealing too much because you think that you are? And I think that yeah. you know that you are. You guys haven't even gone on a first date yeah. and you're sharing your sexual past experiences. Right. And this person hasn't even had a phone conversation with you yet. Right. Yes, that is that is being overly revealing when this person hasn't let you know that it is safe to reveal that information. Right. And they're not even asking you out yet. Like right. we're doing too much too soon trying to be transparent. Yeah. And I think it all stems from this idea of like owning something, mm-hmm. right? The faster we can own it, the faster we can claim it, yeah. right? The more secure we want to feel. I, um, I, in my sex therapy work, we do work around um, Tantra. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things she talked about was that our nervous system was set up during an era when 
you know, bonding happened in a totally different way. We mm -hmm. were in tribes, we were surrounded, we were like in nature. Yeah. So the way we coped with anxiety, the way we soothed ourselves was very attuned to that. Mm -hmm. But we're nowhere near that now, yeah. right? We, we live nowhere near nature anymore. Our tribes are like 60% smaller and all these different things are going on. So what happens is the pattern that we had developed then of like, okay, is this person safe? Okay, they're safe. Let me move a little closer. Do we connect? Okay, we connect, we bond, and now we have an experience. Yep. People skip straight to the experience without True determining it. the safety and letting the bonding happen yeah, naturally. They jump right in because they're thirsty. Personal. There's, in a way, yeah. it's not like, you know, I talk a lot about the release of oxytocin and all the yes. vasopressin yeah. and all these hormones that we need to bond, but we're, we're not releasing them because we're not actually interacting with people yeah. in right. a real way. We're not touching people. We're not looking them in their eye. We're right. not interacting. We're texting. We're messaging right. in our brains. So nothing's wrong with that, but our brains just haven't evolved because we don't evolve as quickly as technology does. It takes right. like a million years. <laughs> and even when it does, like I doubt that there's an app to replace touch. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's it's not gonna happen. I don't know. No, Unless exactly. you put the vibrator on oh, you. I think that that's true. I have said it on my lap before. Yeah. 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 yeah, soft yeah. and all that. And you know, yeah. I'm all about joy and pleasure, right? Yeah. So what I try to point out to my clients is you are skipping the juiciness. Yeah. You are skipping the most the build fun, juicy, pleasurable, the part that's still mysterious. That mystery is sexy. Mm -hmm. The unknown is it's not what just creates scary, passion. right? Yeah. It's not just scary. It's it's like raw, feminine, sacral yeah. energy, right? Yeah. That you are just bypassing for the serious shit of bills and life stories. And like it's like you are robbing yourself exactly. of so much pleasure by doing exactly. that. And I think that you made a great point a second ago when we were talking to Nola about it's really about you turn an eye inward why understand why is it that i feel like i have to tell this person everything mm -hmm. before yep. they even come to my table mm -hmm. and we don't even we don't even sit down for coffee mm -hmm. why do i feel like they need to know everything is this an anxiety response is this a response as a result of some attachment issues that you mm -hmm. had as a child like what is going on because you need to be sure that you're entering into a relationship in your best state because you want this person in their best state. And so right. you don't want to be super anxious or super yep. preoccupied with anything yeah. and really understand your own role in yeah. the dynamic that's playing out and why you feel like you have to be so transparent. And I think to your, I mean, that's a great point, Ellie. I think you guys both are hitting on the thing of like, if I, if I acknowledge this thing or if I share this thing that I'm uncomfortable with, it takes the power and my fear away. Mm. So by me mm. revealing this, it can no longer hold you know shackles on mm -hmm, me and mm -hmm. i think that sometimes that may be something that needs to be worked out internally and that that's not somebody else's problem or issue to necessarily fix within you you sharing that with them you could be projecting it. yeah you're yeah. projecting yeah. and yeah. and they will sniff that out too and yeah. take quick advantage of that and it's unfair yeah like do you you don't want to start a relationship putting that on someone i think people struggle with like you know, people always say, well, I didn't share this because I didn't want to burden people. There's a, there's a difference. Like if you're self-aware about something and you're yeah. taking ownership of it and then you're sharing your process yeah. with people, that's not burdening. But if you're like putting it on somebody because you're too anxious to do the work yourself, yeah. Yeah. that is a problem. Like, and it's really set. unfair. Come to my house now. Right. Yeah. Fix Three me. hours of your day, four hours <laughs> right. of your day, five hours of your day. And if you don't, you don't love me. me. Exactly. And then you, if you don't, you don't love me. You right. rejected me. You don't. 
What's wrong with me? You know, ooh, that ooh, that, that relationship right there just gave me. Yeah, <laughs> ooh, no, and that's very different than telling somebody. Okay, you know, sometimes I deal with a little bit of anxiety. Right. Mm-hmm. This is how you'll know if I'm getting a little anxious. Yeah. So and a this is break, my process. And I'm yeah. gonna breathe five times. Yeah. And then I'm gonna come back and I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, it's a little different, and I think that it takes, like you said, a level of self awareness, mm-hmm. um, a level of self work, and I mm-hmm. think coming into dating, you have to be someone who is like, I hate the word complete, but. You have to be someone who, because I don't know if we can ever. Right. Yeah. Right. We're I never truly. Yeah. It's always life yeah. is a journey. You're never you fully anywhere. You become even more whole in a but relationship. At least accountable no. and reflective. Exactly. Okay, yeah, at I least love that. Can we get yeah. those accountable, two? reflective, know a little bit about yourself. Right. Know a little bit about your process. Understand who you are, so you're coming to this relationship as a person who can fully participate, and that you're not taking too much or giving too much. You yeah. You can create yeah. balance by being a balanced person. I think Balance also, is a great like, I also, word. I also think we should dispel the myth that you will ever completely know someone. You won't. So yeah. this idea of like spilling yeah. all the information right. up front is like, you know, and I hear people say, oh, no, I know them. It's like, mm. the, the, the story that really cured well. that for me, and I use it a lot with clients, <laughs> is when Will Smith and Jada were talking about when they were having serious marital problems, mm-hmm. considering divorce, and um, went to see um, Ozzy Davis and Ruby D. And sat down and was like airing their grievances. This is what's going on. And, you know, Ruby D's just like real calm and listening. And then when they spill it all out, she's like, well, how long have you all been together? And they're like 17 years. And they're saying it like this is a long ass time, right? We've been in here. She literally pats them on the knees, gets up and says, you're just getting to know them. That's it. Mm-hmm. And walks years. away. Yeah. 17 years. I mean, this is the reality. You wake up to a new person every day. Absolutely. That is the fun. That is That's the joy. It. That is That's the excitement. It. That is the mystery. Don't kill it. And even you trying to master knowing them or have them master knowing you is a false goal. Just mm. let it go Ooh. and enjoy That's it. the ride and the process. Exactly. Because we're different every day. And also, you want to know a person who might not know themselves. Right. And, and so if you don't know yourself or if they don't know themselves, however, how can you know more about them than they know about themselves? I hate right. that statement. It's yeah. not real. I know yeah. you better than you know yourself. You can't. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be like, sis. Well, like, you think that you do, though, because you okay. can finish each other's sentences or right. you want to get to the point where you know everything they like or you want to know their in and out order. Like you want to be yeah. able to regurgitate all this information because it makes you feel closer yes. to the person. But yeah. that necessarily knowing information isn't necessarily intimacy. Exactly. Right. Because people right. say one thing right information to me is like a lot of times words they'll say one thing but then do something very different yeah mm-hmm. body language can be very incongruous mm-hmm. with verbal mm-hmm. what people are saying mm-hmm. which just reinforces to me even more that we don't always know what our true motives are yeah and even so, for ourselves yeah, even for ourselves yeah my husband told me yesterday like um he was like you just told me to be honest and then i was honest and he were mad at me i said i didn't say i was gonna be mad <laughs> I just said be honest. I just said, you know, and it, so it's just like even in those scenarios, yeah. you know, you're still always figuring out new things about the person or maybe internalizing what they're saying. But the, the, the agreement about the relationship isn't that you have to completely know each other. Yeah. Because even like you said, you may not know your whole self and they may not know their whole self. Yeah. That's, you oh. know, hopefully by the time we die, we transition, yeah. we do. We're still exactly. developing. We're still yeah, learning because we're, we're still growing. So what you're agreeing to is to support each other in that growth, right? To Ooh. leave space. Mm. Spicy tip to, right there. Right, to like oh. be on this journey together of growing and evolving. And there'll be times when your growth takes center stage and there'll be times when my growth and there are times our growth comes together. But the understanding that this is an evolutionary process. Yeah. It is not 
said and done, yep. right? This idea of mastery, you know, I talk a lot about um, decolonizing mental health, decolonizing joy, decolonizing pleasure. I like this is a huge pleasure. thing. <laughs> this is a huge thing because the idea of I can master and own something. Why? It's a very colonized idea, yeah. right? It's, yeah. We knew like, no, over our lifespan, there were different rituals for different parts of our life, yeah. right? We knew there was no such thing as I'm going to master. I can get really good at it. I have a teacher who's 73 years old eighth generation in his practice and he still say i'm i'm a young man i know nothing uh, you know he's still he's learning still, still learning and i think that's something that we can pull from our ancestors and our mm -hmm. ancestry and and revive in ourselves so that we can enjoy these processes a lot more and so what i'm hearing there's like this through line that i'm getting which is fluidity mm. creativity mm. always being flexible so you're on these dates but don't treat them as this discrete point in time. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times, love all, that, a lot of the dating, love that. a lot of the dating that we do, it's so you know the apps and everything. Everything's so disposable. Mm. It's so oh, yeah. temporary, so mm -hmm. so static, so so rock, Stale. so solid, so solid. Yeah, and and life isn't that. Life no. isn't solid. Life isn't static. Life is flexible. It's moving. You know, and when you think of feminine energy, feminine energy is liquid. Yeah, yes. it is fluid. You know, when you, you know? say that, I'm mm -hmm. thinking of, uh, I don't know if people under know about the chakra system or the chakra mm -hmm. work, but mm -hmm. the sacral chakra is the second chakra. It is water, mm -hmm. it is fluidity, it's creativity. It is home to Shakti energy, which mm -hmm. is raw, feminine, transformational, erotic mm -hmm. energy, You're right? Your I'm wearing all, I got all of it going on. <laughs> I got all of it going on. And hey. so like that fluidity, I think again, going back to when we talk about, cause she mentioned, you know, that they both identify as being black. Cultures that have been used to being in survival mode yeah. do not allow themselves to access that sacral and say, yeah. just because I desire, what does it mean to sit in my pleasure the way I sit in my struggle, mm. the way I sit in my pain, right? What does it mean to sit in my pleasure to allow yes. myself to enjoy the juiciness of it all, yes. right? That is really why our conversations around sex and um and uh, pleasure and joy have to be decolonized because, because it is a, it, some people have had access to mm -hmm. that uninhibited. And some people have been systemically, but also forcibly cut off from that aspect of themselves. And so sis, I would say, sit in that juiciness as long. You deserve it. <laughs> sit in it for your grandmama, your grandmama's like grandmama, your like grandmama's grandmama's grandmama. Sit in it for every ancestor that didn't get to sit in that juiciness <laughs> and then inherit and let all of that collect that right. whole inheritance. But that's perfect. That's Today right. is all about that. It's I about, okay, how much did you reveal? What should this first date experience right. be like? Because a lot of people are still on their first dates. Yeah. All three of us are married, but we still go out with our husbands. We right. still date our husbands, <laughs> right? And we so try. we're not new to the dating scene <laughs> or old to it either. Like we still get that experience. But for those of you who are experiencing right. dates for the first time, they're hitting on something very important. Do not go into it so serious with these high expectations of learning who a person is date one and thinking that because what they revealed to you date one, now you can make an assessment about whether this person is right for you right. or not. How many? How much experience do you have choosing someone right for you? Right, you're dating, right. so you. Right. So clearly, right. you don't. Yeah, this is something yeah. new for you as well. So we go into it with, and here's some of the spicy tips. You go into it, and society has told us ask the person about what their goals and aspirations are. Like that's mm -hmm. something light, or we think that it's light that you're going into the first date with. Right, mm -hmm. this conversation topic. I suggest instead of you asking, what are your goals? Where do you see yourself in the next five right, years? Right. That's very interview style, but right. we tend to do that because we want to assess, are they going to be wealthy? Mm -hmm. Are they going to be successful? And we were looking for reasons to cut this person off, not reasons to go back out with them. 
Ask them instead of what your goals are or where do you see yourself in five years? Ask them, what are you passionate about? What excites you? What motivates you? What drives you? In addition to your work, yeah, that's fun, but focus on what they're passionate about because then by listening to them, you'll hear if what they're doing or the business that they're in has to do with their passions. If they're Mm -hmm. working in their business or not, they'll share what they do for a living and if they enjoy their job, if we were talking about their passions, because mm-hmm. if they don't bring that up, that means they're more than likely not passionate right. about, about what, what it is doing. they're doing. Mm-hmm. We can't help but to have a conversation about relationships and right. mental health right. when right. we're talking about what we're passionate about yeah. because we love yeah. what we freaking yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, You'll hear it from exactly. them in that conversation. Exactly. What you said just made me think, these could be spicy tips. I feel like a little spiciness. <laughs> I feel it as I I'm, as I'm it was trickling it. up. It was, it was vibrating <laughs> off of you. I love it. And love so we're going to co-create this together yes, right now. Let's do it. So what I heard was <laughs> what I heard. Um, assessments can lead to assumptions. Yep. Mm, that can cheat you that. out of a positive experience, mm-hmm. right? And the second one, I think you really gonna like this, boo. Let me get it. Let me get it. Enjoy them. Don't employ them. Ooh, ooh, oh, I love ooh, that. Ooh, do we like that? Do I we like that? that. Right, I'm right. Enjoy them down. because, like you said, if you do an interview style, it's like yeah. you're going to hire them for something. Yeah, you're but if, you're, for if your only goal of this date is to in is to just see, do I enjoy sharing space with this person? A yes. simple goal. Not am I going to hire or employ them. Thank so enjoy you. them. Don't employ them. I'm love loving that. that. So I don't be mad when you sit that on Instagram. You You're going to sit that on the gram oh, tomorrow. Yes. No, I, love <laughs> I, felt, I was like, I think I'm channeling my <laughs> inner spicy. No, you have. The rhyme and everything. The it does. Play, yes. it, you know, felt like, it felt grammable. It felt grammable. <laughs> because it's it felt grammable. <laughs> Going back to, it's so solid when you're asking these specific questions. Yes. So, you know, what is your favorite color? Right. What do you prefer? You know, water, or cantaloupe? It could be great. It is kind of like, why are you not going with the flow of the conversation? Like, you ask that one very open-ended question. And then wherever the conversation takes you, you just go with it. Yeah. It's not sexy. It does not look confident. Mm, it doesn't like right like to be so intense and rigid and it does not look confident because it's rigid questions it's not even like fun (sighs) light-hearted questions but but you know Ali and I were talking earlier about how people just are looking for reasons to write you off not Mm -hmm. necessarily to grow with you right and so leave expectations at the door like we mentioned earlier that you know we don't we're not trying to interview them we're not trying to employ (laughs) them we just want to enjoy them but if you go into it with the, is this gonna be my husband? Is this gonna be my wife? That is too much pressure to put it on yourself, too much pressure to put on the other person. You need several dates before you can even decide that. And I know everybody's like, no, I'll know from the moment that I meet them if they're the one. No, you won't. won't. Well, but here's the thing. If you're the girl who thinks everyone's the one, that's you will, yeah, 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 yeah. You're you know, gonna find a way. Or like, you're the one who that, doesn't like anyone. See the person through that filter, that right? Snapchat like, filter, right? That's it. Because I mean, I was kind of like that. Every guy I met, I was like, was the "No, one? I love him." <laughs> 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 so like, yeah. Very there tomorrow. Yeah. I'm like, I knew from jump. <laughs> right, no, right, foolish. right, Stop right, it. right. <laughs> Another thing is positive topics. So, mm-hmm. us not talking about our hard day at work. Us not talking mm-hmm. about like our mom in our phone conversation and I heard, you know, getting a fight with us on the way there or our best friend, you know, just turned mm-hmm. like, we we look at dates as like time to communicate and to share, but choose what you're sharing. Yeah. 
It yeah. has to be positive. It has to be uplifting. And it's not an oasis. And someone doesn't want to go back out with you if all they can remember from the conversation is negative feelings. They don't yes. remember what you said. Right. They don't remember what your remember birthday was. They'll remember how you made them yeah. feel. Yeah. So if they walk away from the date mm. feeling like they have to unload mm. and like go to the spa, and Im- not a good sign. Imagine in the reframing of this all, right, that we that we are as interested in what people's pain is as in their joy as much as we are their pain, yes. right? Yeah. Like if we're going there... Wanting to know what brings you joy. To me, if I'm asking that question on the front first date, like what brings you joy? Like what kind of people are do you like to be around that like make you feel in a good mood? If a person can't identify that, doesn't that tell me even almost in some ways more than if I knew yeah. about their the great grandmother's trauma, right? Like yeah. it tells me like, is this a person that can even tap into joy? Because that that's the kind of person I can actually build a life with yeah. is somebody who can tap into that. But if somebody doesn't know how to identify that, mm-hmm. that tells me something. So you can you can not interview. You can like find things out by asking the positive things yeah. because you know if this person is in a place in their life where they're able to tap into positivity as well. Well, a common one that we ask when we're on a date is like, you know, what do you do for fun? Mm-hmm. or what are your hobbies? Mm-hmm. We're asking that oftentimes loaded, not mm-hmm. because I really want to know mm-hmm. what you're passionate or what excites you or what takes right. your mind off of things. I'm asking to see, can I fit into that? So you go to baseball games. I don't really know anything right. about baseball. Oh, yeah. oh so yeah. you like fishing. Mm, I can't see myself right. fishing. <laughs> right. As opposed to yeah. those are your hobbies. Right. You enjoy those things. I just want to make sure you have some because yes. I can't be yeah. all your yeah. hobbies. Yes. We're asking like, with an agenda. Yes, yes. we're asking this, with an yeah. agenda. Take and that And if you flip off. that around, ask yourself, how do you feel when you you're, when someone asks you something about yourself, but it's not really about you. Yep. Like, how do you like being decentered that way? Yeah. It's very dehumanizing. It's not fun. It's not even kind, yeah. right? Like to like ask a question with an agenda that's about your what own. I need right. and not about who you are. And that's why I love the, the joy question, the passion question, because it's mm-hmm. not so much about me. I'm just really trying to get to know yeah. mm-hmm. you in a slightly different way without asking all these very locked in questions yeah. and trying to understand and expand the conversation. That's a big thing for me, like expand what we're talking about, yes. don't limit it. Yeah. Right. So you're limiting uh. when you're talking about, oh, my day was horrible, it yeah. wasn't worse. <laughs> so like, oh, now I gotta deal with this Yeah, because there's now all these things that you might have been able to talk about that now you can't mm-hmm. because this person's had this horrible day that they've now brought to the table. And so mm-hmm. now you have to talk about their horrible day. And then mm. too, even with that, it's the, you know, how was your day question? If somebody sends me a, how are you question? I don't respond. If mm. somebody asks me that, mm. I'm like, I'm fine. Because it's not an authentic question. If you want to follow up with the text after your date, or if you want to reach out to someone and check on them, go right into the meat and potatoes. Give me the high and the low of your day. Give me the high and the low of your week. Mm-hmm. Now I have to give you my positive and I get to share my negative as opposed to you asking me the cookie, the cookie cutter. How so are big. you? Mm-hmm. I'm fine. That's mm-hmm. not, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you I'm fine. Cause I don't feel comfortable that. even sharing maybe the right. low, unless I know that you really want to know that right. in addition to the high. So right. positive and negative. Right. I love That's just that. a spicy tip right there. That's a great, we are, <laughs> we are killing them out. The gram yeah. is going to be popping. What if, what if you're sliding back into someone's DMS or their text messages after a while, mm-hmm. maybe it's been like two months, you haven't mm-hmm. talked to them and you're coming back, what should you say? Should you be like, because a lot of people will probably be like, how you doing? Yeah, you're right, right, right. right. How are the you? <laughs> What's going on? You've been in my mind lately. So like, what kind of a thing mm. would you recommend that somebody in that situation say? So you fell off the grid, now you're coming back, 
trying to reconnect with this person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would acknowledge it because mm -hmm. people just want to feel like you noticed because they definitely noticed you were gone. Right. So if you're trying <laughs> to, like, if they didn't, we that's just talk and then you just hop in there like, what's up? No, if I would acknowledge like, hey, I know I ghosted her. I know that, you know, I've been off the grid for a while. I had to work on some things internally right. and I just wanted to reconnect with you. You've been on my mind, you know, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, let you know that I'm thinking of you. Can we reconnect? And that is transparency Authentic. and vulnerability. There yes. There we go. See, that's how it's done. She did not say, oh, you know, I got hit by a bus. And then, oh you know, that brought, up, that brought up memories of when my daddy got hit by a bus. Oh and like, like she just said, I was going through this some things, but I'm thinking about you. That's vulnerability and transparency. Yeah. See, and then I hope it, we see the difference. The person can space. ask. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. yeah go ahead. Can, and you know, you're like you said, because like, then they can ask instead of being kind of run over yeah. again with this because it's kind of controlling when you tell people all of your problems because right. now they can't talk about anything else. You're not going to talk about the raise that you just got. Right. This person's talking about getting hit by a bus right. and their dad getting hit what by a I bus. What am I going to say if you ghosted me you got hit by a bus? It's like, nah, I'm an asshole if I'm like, well, that's no excuse. <laughs> right? right? Like, you now I'm going to ask for that. But like, you, now what do you, you say to that? That's manipulative. And you inherently know to a little extent like, well, I'm going to give him this really big story and he's going right. to know he's right. not going to be able to say right. that and then he'll forgive me. And then, you know, and, so yeah. Okay. I like, I like that. Yeah. No, that is transparency. Mwah. And the person will ask if they really do care. They'll be like, oh my gosh, you were working on some things. When yeah. you guys reconnect, if the person's still interested in right. you after you've disappeared, they will ask, okay, so you had mentioned right. that you had been going through some things. I'm here for you. Like what's going on? Yeah. Like share with me. I think that that is says a lot about respecting people's personal space. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know if they're ready to hear all the background yeah. stuff. Like, and sometimes we... We don't know emotional boundaries. Like we just project our, offer our stuff without asking the person if they want to hold that, you know? And that can be, and then if they don't want to hold that, now we're thinking that they're bad people. Yeah. But yeah. really it's like, I, I need to get your permission to, to make you hold this emotional weight I'm yeah. offering. Boundaries. Um, yeah. And we don't think about it that way. Yeah. Then we'll be like, oh, they just shut down when I shared my heart. Nobody, you didn't ask me <laughs> if I wanted all of that, you know? And now I'm asked because or could I, I handle it? Yeah. Could what I if I wasn't it? the proper what audience for that stuff right now? Going on, I could have referred you out. That's it. <laughs> I could have to call someone out. Exactly. Not everyone has the ability to handle all of this too, or desire, or the desire. Maybe I just don't want. I just to. don't feel like it. I want to just have a nice day and eat my vegan ice cream, right? And be happy. Maybe today's not that day. Allie and her vegan ice cream. I love it. <laughs> but maybe I just want to. She got me eating vegan. She's going to convert it's me so one day. Oh yeah. It's a, a Ben and Jerry's has a vegan. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, all their vegan stuff I is delicious. I did see that. Shout out to Ben and Jerry's. If you guys want to be a sponsor, I would love your ice cream. I'd love to eat more of Ooh, it. Ooh, Ben and Jerry's. Yes, they're here for you. Not that neat. I'm just a guest <laughs> today, but I would like a uh, pint myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. we'll all we're just we're all the plugs <laughs> right now. All, all the plugs. plugs. <laughs> okay, so if you didn't catch it, you guys stay positive. Mm -hmm. Also, don't talk about hitting your job. We already mentioned, like, do not go in with that. Um, don't be a, oh, wait, wait. I need to actually emphasize this. If you are unhappy in your job, like I mentioned earlier, sharing what you're passionate about, but if you are somebody who's unhappy in your job and the person sounds like they are happy with theirs or not, understand that if you're unhappy in your position, the first thought that's gonna happen when you share that you're unhappy with what you do or you're thinking about exploring another career path is, is this person stable? Is it, are mm -hmm. they secure? If they're not in what they 
love, why aren't they? What's holding them mm -hmm. back? They're gonna start immediately making the assumption that you're operating from a place of fear mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you're unsuccessful in what you do. Like that leaves so much room for wider and bigger conversations mm -hmm. that the stranger has, they don't know about you. So they don't mm -hmm. know that maybe you're grinding and you wanna, you know, go into entrepreneurship. So unloading all of that at once is a little too much. There's mm -hmm. another way that you can frame it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, sure. if, if, the, if the career conversation does come up, I'm doing this, but I enjoy this and I plan mm -hmm. on doing this to account for that or, mm -hmm. you know, to transition with that. Don't just say you're miserable in your job ever, 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 and mm -hmm. not tell them Thank what the action you. plan is. Thank you, because I can't solve your misery. If you hate it, because it's out of alignment with who you are as a person, there's nothing we can do. So now we're in a conversation that has right. no end. Yep. Right. It's just gonna be nonstop the right. same thing over and over again because there's no solution right. unless you've created a solution or a path for you to get to a place where you'll be blissful. Yeah. yeah. Don't Absolutely. just give us the problems on our dates, okay? Give mm -hmm. us the solutions if you do right. mention Remember. anything negative. Or give me an opportunity Enjoy. to solve it because I love solving problems. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. like you're having a bad day. Do what I say. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then do what I say. Follow through. Oh, don't let me give you some suggestions that through. I know would work and you don't take them. Let me tell you, because mm -mm. I will like find jobs for people. Yeah. <laughs> I literally will be on Indeed like, okay, let's Are do this. Are sign? Uh, no, I am an air sign. Are as you? Well. I'm She's a Gemini. A Gemini. Oh, I am oh Gemini's, my husband's a Gemini. Gemini's I'm surrounded. Gemini. I'm, I'm surrounded by Gemini's I'm too. Surrounded why, by Lord, Gemini's. why has I'm thou forsaken me? My agent, oh my, my sister, my dad. My, what is your sign? I'm a Leo. Oh, okay. So that's probably why you can handle Gemini's as well. Yeah. Okay, I'm a Capricorn. That's why yeah, I'm able yeah, to handle yeah. Gemini's. But yeah. yes, that but makes so much sense. Virgo. Uh, he's a he's nice, grounded earth mm -hmm. sign, and I am the airiest of Gemini's. <laughs> like, I don't think there is anybody more airy than me. You might want to meet Mark Winkler. <laughs> There's a lot of air. There's a lot. Sometimes I'm like, can we just bring it to something I can actually work with? Like, no. He's like, I don't want to. No, I don't want to minimize myself. I am literally the personification of a butterfly. The words, <laughs> my my friend, my other friends are Gemini. She says, the words you never say to a Gemini are realistic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you that is, well, kill, practical. Oh. These are terrible words to say to a Gemini. They don't like it. They're very offended. I My hairdresser <laughs> loves Dr. Ellie. And mm. I went into the hair shop and she's like, oh my God, I love Dr. Ellie. I want to be her friend. Um, shout out to <laughs> Hair by Vanessa. She's mad at me right her. now for missing my Wednesday appointment because I, I overslept. I love you, Vanessa. I will see you <laughs> this week coming she up. She loves oversleep. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but she loves Ellie and she's like, she's so sweet. Like she seems just like the most peaceful, mm -hmm. peaceful person. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. She is my go-to. She is What's Wendy next? from Billions. What's next? And. She is a Gemini. <laughs> I let her know she was a Gemini. And she's like, oh, says it all. Never, like, there, there is another side that I'm, I got to witness. And I was like, oh, you are a Gemini through and through. Right, oh, right. I'm more than a twin. There's like Woo. 75 of us ah. in here. There's I love so it. many personalities. But it's all dynamic. I love all, I'll take all You're thousand all of them. them. Yes. That's so but I'm like, dang, why do I? Why do I have all my all my closest so friends many. are Gemini? This season taps my pocket. Taps <laughs> my pocket. My, my mother's May 14th, my dad's May 23rd, I'm May 25th, my cousin is June 11th, my other cousin's June 9th, my sister is June 17th, my grandma's June 15th. Good Lord. Her husband's oh. June 22nd. It is this time Cluster, period yeah. that is like, yes. just, just get your bank account and just yeah. jump in the middle of the room. And get your text and ready <laughs> to send everybody their text. And that oh, yeah. is cray cray. It's we're going to have a whole episode um, where Astrofashionista yes. comes on. We have an astrologist. So yeah, we're going to do an episode. Yes. yes. We're going to do We'll do another episode with her coming on. And she'll talk, she'll speak to how important someone's signs is when it comes to dating Baby, them. Because we do, yeah, yeah, we do take yes. that into account. <laughs> I already checked our, what was great for us and what wasn't. And it actually kind of aligns, but my husband's a very atypical 
uh, Virgo. Virgo. Mm. He's not a super typical one, I so like it's a little Virgos. harder. Yeah, he, you, you gotta find out done. his rising and his moon. Yeah, yeah. that's what. That, that's what we didn't do. I need to do that. You gotta Astro. do that piece. That tells you so much. To Mary, yes. it, it does. It, it makes so much sense when I found out. It my um, my rising is a Scorpio, and my moon is a Virgo. Mm. So yeah, so oh. I got yes. So you're a little too in there. Yeah. yeah. I I I have my rising is Aquarius and my moon is Pisces. Of air, water, and fire. I don't even know what mine are. Oh, like, it's a whole other language. Everybody's balance. like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> no, 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 sorry. And I know. I'm going to look it up. I'm gonna, by the end of the episode, I'll know. We'll have no, a whole no. episode dedicated <laughs> to you guys on astrology and horoscopes when it comes it's to Gemini dating. Season, so. um, another thing that you need to know when you are just dating for the first time, um, going out with someone, what to reveal, you should know your deal breakers. Mm. Um, this is extremely important because if somebody does reveal to you while you're on the date some things that are off the list that mm -hmm. you are like absolutely not i will not date a person mm -hmm. who um is into threesomes mm -hmm. i will not date a person who can't be committed i will mm -hmm. not date a person who like you need to know what's off the table yeah. if it even if it's something spiritual right. if you are gung-ho about being with someone who's saved or a buddhist mm -hmm. or a jew like mm -hmm. if that is part of your core values you need to know that that's a deal breaker for yeah. you and you won't accept that. Yeah. So know your deal breakers up front. So when those things are revealed, you'll know, okay, if this is a deal breaker of mine, I, maybe I should not entertain right. this. Right. I um, had a policy before that, before my husband, that I wouldn't date men with children. Mm -hmm. Understood that I can be a very selfish person. I want to, I don't necessarily want to be responsible for somebody else's mm -hmm. um, well, child. And <laughs> yeah, oh no, we I know. Know. And that, it's a situation where I'm going to require a lot of attention and I understand that that kid is the priority in mm -hmm. your life. Yeah. Um, it's why a lot of divorcees and people with children like dating other people mm -hmm. who have children because they mm -hmm. know how to handle that yeah. um, and are open to that. I, on the other hand, know that about myself. Yes. That was yeah. a deal breaker for me. Told gentlemen my truth. This mm -hmm. is why we can't go out, back out. Mm -hmm. This is a deal breaker. I didn't know that. Thank you for revealing. And he went off on me. Mm. Like, was like the audacity of you. And but this was my truth and mm -hmm. I had to stand in my truth. Absolutely. Just to make you feel better, I can't I, mean, I can't compromise yeah. that. Yeah. And everybody has to have their own no matter what yeah. that is. So if you know yours up front, then you know, okay, this is something that I'm not, now I'm not saying not, don't be open-minded, but don't compromise your deal breakers if those are something that are truly valuable and to you. And let's talk about deal breakers for a second too. Mm -hmm. Like keep them real. You know, some people are like, well, he has to be over six foot five. Oh my gosh. Why? That what, can't what be a deal breaker. That can't be a deal breaker. <laughs> you know, right. like my husband is over six foot five, but it was not a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not a deal maker yeah. or breaker. It's like, there. I think there's some things. Ali, you'll date short people too. I saw I've exes. Dated, I have dated so You're many -minded. different right. types yeah. of people. Like right. I, right. I mean, across, like just insane. Because one thing, I, I took my MM, my MBTI and I am super open to new experiences. Mm -hmm. Like 100, I will try anything once, almost anything. I'm not jumping on Almost the plane, anything. But I'll try almost <laughs> anything once. But like, so when it comes to deal breakers, like keep them in the realm of things that you actually need for a relationship to survive. You know, things like loyalty, fidelity, mm -hmm. yep. commitment, you know, like- Communication, you know, communication compromise, like things that are important to you. The way they communicate. Having it be things that are too esoteric sometimes yeah. will lock you into a situation where yeah. now you can't date anybody on planet Earth because yeah, right. they also have to be vegan like you for five years. And if they ever eat meat, oh then you can't. Oh my God. You know, I mean, there's a lot. People have yeah. a lot of those stipulations. You know, he has to have sandy brown hair. He can't have dark brown hair. It has to be <laughs> yeah. sandy. And then he has to have like, you know, this much money and this, because here's the thing. Some of these things can be changed. And some of them right, can't. Right. Right. The way you look is just the way you look. You can be an amazing person and not look the way that I want. Right. But still be an amazing husband or an amazing partner. Right. Right. You know, you cannot make a lot of money, but let's be real. Money, I mean, 
we can work on that. That right. can, yes, right. you can grow that, that with someone. Change. I mean, that can change. Yeah. You know, because someone can, because if you married him because he had money, then he lost that. What happens? But then? I will tell you, I will advise you this. If that is truly your authentic you gotta make sure he keeps it thing then. like you I, I asked you the question of what's more important to you passion or security mm -hmm. if you tell me security is more important to you than yeah. passion and you are trying to be forgiving or overlook the financial aspect when security is the most important thing to mm -hmm. you you operate from a place mm -hmm. of like can't it. be without like know that about yourself and don't compromise that because you will mislead and you will keep ending up dissatisfied yeah. constantly referring to the ex who made more or constantly yeah. comparing your income to yeah. his like if that is your truth i want you to own that truth yeah. and don't pretend that that's not your truth and then evaluate okay. in therapy okay. why that's and, your truth and adding to what you were saying i think the um and kind of combining the two of what you yeah. said deal breakers should come from a place of your own self-knowledge yes there you go and you have to understand that self-knowledge is based on who you are right now and it could change. So one thing I used to do is I used to have people, I used to do this uh, women's group and I would say, okay, finances, mental, stimulation, uh, social, physical, like all the things, spiritual, rank them in order of importance to you in a relationship, right? And so like people that. would rank them, right? And then we would get everything together and we'd go over them all together and I would say, all of them should say number one. Because even if it's not important to you right now, mm -hmm. in two years, it will be. be. Yep. And then two years from there, the other thing, your number one is gonna circulate depending on where you are in your life. If you lose your job, finance is gonna shoot up to the top of that list. Yep, right. If you get hospitalized and you're sick, physical is gonna move to the top of that list. Yep. So really, we do try to negotiate out things, but understand mm -hmm. that if we're talking about lifetime commitments, we're at some point, yeah. all of these things are gonna have their spot in exactly. number one. So we're not negotiating out, but we are thinking about knowing our core beliefs, yep. our core values, our core triggers, right? The things that we know from growing up, like I can't deal with somebody who yells at me. Oh, I that's can't deal with me some people. Some people talk at you. I can't deal with a person who communicates that way. Those are important things yeah. to know. And so I think that self-knowledge piece helps to, to get rid of the sort of more frivolous uh, yeah. deal breakers <laughs> that we have the luxury of engaging the in luxury. different the luxury. Beautiful luxury. Right. I like that. I like, like breast size. Please, fellas, stop uh -huh. making that yeah, a prerequisite. Because, because a lot of the physical <laughs> stuff, like it's going to go no matter how well you age. One day, if you plan on being with this person until they're in their 90s, they will not look the way that they did when you right. met them at right. all. And so they will. And also, let's be real, we retire around, you know, 67, right. 66, right. and we don't die till we're 90. So at some point, it looks like we're all going to be broke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. I love you that. Know, so it's like you just you just have to keep in contact. I yes. love that. It's really about because I'm, I'm so about self-knowledge and like turning an eye inward because you change every minute. Yeah. Every because every experience that you have makes you a slightly different person. Mm -hmm. Getting to know you right now during this show, I am different. Right. I'm different, getting Every too spicy. Yes. You listening to us today has changed yep. the, the trajectory of your yep. life slightly. Yep. Yep. So you have to constantly be having that eye inward and constantly assessing and figuring mm -hmm. out yep. what is important to me today. Because like you said, mm -hmm. you can yes. get hurt and not be able to work. Right. And then in that moment, having a partner that maybe is more financially supportive, that might be more important to you than maybe right. it was before you got injured. Preach. Right. Or and at least willing to be financially willing, supportive. Willing right. to be. Because, right. you know, yeah. Cause in, in, and so it's just always about keeping that eye inward. And, and I always um, talk about how I think society has kind of caused us to lose insight into our own intuition. Yeah. And we have this gut voice. Oh, for sure. You know, and for everyone, it's a little different. And so when you ask people, like, where do you hear your inner yeah. voice? Like, where does it come from? Yeah. 
you know, I tend to point to like my sternum. It's like mm -hmm. my sternum and my mm -hmm. stomach kind mm -hmm. of up that way. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I have a little me. angel and a little devil right here. <laughs> so yours right is like mine right are right here above my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm looking at each one like, Which do the right the, thing, not do the right no, thing. Yeah. Mine, do the right mine, thing. Mine is deep, like, <laughs> mine's right here. Mine is in the deeper, like deeper in belly. In the gut. Deeper belly Yeah, and so we all, because I actually, and I worked for a long time meditating and I do have a therapist and me and my therapist talked a lot about my intuition. We did a lot of work on just sitting in silence, sitting in quiet. and. I would notice a lot of things about myself mm -hmm. when I would sit in quiet. My brain mm -hmm. was like, ah! mm -hmm. you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It really helps pull you back to that voice and to trust it. Exactly. 100%. Speaking of voices, awkward <laughs> silence. So there's sometimes some awkward silence on dates. Mm -hmm. That happens in friendships, marriages. It's not just dates. When there is moments of awkward silence, what do you guys recommend? for that we may or may not be having chemistry right now. Mm. Should I not go back out with him or should I not go back out with her? Because there was some of that awkward silence. There was, yeah. people have this, this thing that if it is not constant communication <laughs> and words right. aren't coming out the entire time, we're not compatible. There was no chemistry. Mm -hmm. I am here to say I am in disagreement with that. <laughs> maybe this person was just having an off day or maybe right. they're, you're just losing their interest in this one particular conversation. My spicy tip is to have some spice breakers in your back pocket when you do mm. go out on the date. And these are just fun little, sexy little interesting questions that if there are moments of awkward silence, cause that happens, mm -hmm. you pull the spice breaker out of your back pocket, mentally, mm -hmm. not physically. But I you would love <laughs> to pull it out. Because I really do have it written down. Right. And like people, <laughs> I know people have them like on the refrigerators and like, mm -hmm. but it's just like fun little things of like, if you could travel back in time and mm -hmm. you know, what period would you go back to? And acknowledge like maybe the conversation may not be going as smoothly yeah. as you like. And like, okay, I know, you know, it may be getting a little intense right now. Let's pull it back. What superpower would you mm -hmm. want if you could have any superpower? Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay yeah. to acknowledge those little moments mm -hmm. as opposed to just letting it be awkward. And you're like, mm, check please. Right. That could have been the greatest person in the world. You just right. were boring in that moment as well. Maybe I'm a sociopath. As well. As well. <laughs> if you're well. bored, it's because it you're boring. It wasn't just awkward That's to it. you. Right. Don't just project. <laughs> that other person may have felt like, ooh, this person has nothing off me right now too. We never imagined that though, right? Yeah. When we nope. think about it, we always think no. about, oh, what they're not bringing to the table. We're not thinking about what we're not bringing to the table at that moment. So that's the as well as important. Introspection. Right Underline. Again. There's also that's this, it. well, they came off more as a friend. Mm -hmm. I can see them as just a friend as opposed to the, I want to rip your clothes off on the first date feeling that I think people expect. They are expecting this like, oh my God, I just got so hot and bothered mm -hmm. over well, this person. Here's another thing. If you're gonna be married to them for 45 years, don't you want a friend? <laughs> Thank Isn't that like you. the number one thing you want? Thank Let me you, Allie. I, I spend <laughs> a lot of time undoing relationships that started hot and hot. Just and, pure yeah. sex. Just I, I, <laughs> because it clouds a lot of shit. Yeah. It over, and then you start rationalizing some really unhealthy things. Not to say that it can't, but just to say that I stay employed. Because mm. of these relationships, right. and the relationships that start this way, That's so it. I would say that you know that I mean we're all I think looking. Uh, one of my tantra instructors said, "Don't we all want to be devoured?" Right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound Ooh. exactly right? Yeah. So yes, we want that caught up, swept up, devouring feeling, but we also want to have our feet on the ground and be able to be like after the tornado. Is there something to land on, right? And Where's so. 
These things are important. They're equally important. They're not in competition. They work together. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And sometimes it's as simple as signals. What signals are you sending that is making that person feel like they can be flirtatious mm-hmm. or making that person feel like they can be sexy and vulnerable and flirty with you? And because you, you're expecting this chemistry to automatically just magically happen. Mm-hmm. And I still want to bring like a chemist in here <laughs> to yeah, 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 explore this yeah. element of chemistry. Yeah. And oftentimes it's just having good conversation. Mm-hmm. But people also think there's this element of like you said, wanting to be devoured, but you know, can I see myself having sex with this person? Mm-hmm. And studies do show that we decide whether we're attracted to someone within the first 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. However, just because you may not instantly feel the spark, mm-hmm. right? If they're, if you're sexually attractive, if they're physically attractive enough for mm-hmm. you, yay. But just because you don't feel that physical spark doesn't mean it can't be created. And I'm a firm believer and I started my business around right. creating passion. How do you bring yes. passion back? Cause yeah. it doesn't live forever. Like you said. Right. So you're over here trying to reverse some of like the damage and baggage mm-hmm. that like people have built on and added on mm-hmm. in their, you know, marriages and in their relationships over the time where they lost that spark. Yeah. You can create that spark because if that was the case, people wouldn't stay married and they would just let each other go. There has to be things that we can do and we have to believe that you can create this. Life Mm -hmm. is ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. Everything down to a molecular string (laughs) level is a, is a vibration. Yeah. Vibrations of amplitudes and troughs, you know, Mm -hmm. ups and downs. And that is life. And I think that we also at a certain point have to understand that every single moment of a relationship will not be pure rapture. Yeah. You know, even even every moment no. of sex, there's clunking around sometimes. Right. <laughs> One elbow gets clunking around. And you're like, wait, let me clunking around. <laughs> you know? It's not nothing. Yeah, nothing not is linear. You know, right. and and I think that we always expect that every single moment is to be bliss. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just that's just not feasible. And it's about what do you do when you're not in bliss? When you wake yeah. up and you're looking over like, mm-hmm. yeah, who? Mm-hmm. And aren't those times necessary for you to be able to enjoy the bliss? Exactly. Right. Like if I don't know what it looks like when we're not in a blissful state, how do I recognize bliss when it exists? Bliss will become boring. Exactly. It'll yep. become normal, everyday routine. But it's not because of those ebbs and flows. Exactly. C.S. Eliot once said, how do you know a good apple if you've never eaten a bad one? Right. There you go. Exactly. And to OK, so we're not encouraging this, but, um, <laughs> but. if you have had sex with the person that you're going out with already, because that is up to you when you decide to give your body to them, if sex is bad the first time. How many times do you think that they should give the person another oh chance to correct for that bad sex? I would say one more. One more? <laughs> I could, I would, She's like, I, I would say one more. Okay, here's the thing. I ain't trying to, I mean, I don't want folks out here like dilly and dally and mm-hmm. like maybe this, you know, we do a lot of like, yeah. maybe it'll change, maybe mm-hmm. it'll change. Like 15 times in, we're still like hoping it'll it change. It is what it is. The first time though, I think it's, People expect like mind blowing sex the first time and that person doesn't know your body. Yep. So I, I think of this as like a trial, you know what I'm saying? But the second time, you know, there should be a little bit more awareness. Yeah. And I'm not saying it'll be perfect, but it should it, we should see improvement. Yeah. And if we're not seeing improvement, I do not know that we should move forward with number three. I don't know. I, I have no numbers for this. I like what she just said. I, I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> if, about, if I don't know. see you told, I told you bend me over, and you didn't bend me over a second time. <laughs> I we're done. Like, I feel like you know, it, you know, you can. Hilarious. Dr. Ellie, you know, in yeah. therapy, we measure progress by intensity, duration, and frequency, yep. right? Yep. So if we don't expect everything to be like perfect overnight. But there should be an upward, Improvement. an uptick. Did you listen? Did you take? Did you, you know, take? Did you take my some advice? Feedback, yes. Right. And if not, you still doing your same old two step. 
then I don't know to have find someone who likes three. your two step because also it's about somebody it's about it's not just about me it's also about I'm opening you up to a future possibility where you can be with someone who really appreciates you for everything that you are as opposed to having me always being dissatisfied yeah. right. for the rest of our lives. Right. I have a different number. I say number three. Okay, I, three. And number We're three, still three, close. Still three is close. Three is, but three on. is me for everything. Even yeah. if you don't get me addicted to the show after three, I'm right. not watching this Netflix right. program right. anymore. Like three is my like go-to number. But that is also because I think the three strike rule, you yeah. know? So it's this like, okay, first time mm-hmm. uh, I'm, we didn't know. Second time I'm making you work. Third time, now you've got a chance to like really come with it. And if you're not, if you're not listening, I can't keep excusing this poor behavior and yeah. poor performance. Unless it's just like really, really bad the first time. <laughs> if it's like really like, like if it's horrible. More like traumatic. Yeah, more like, like dramatic. Like, like, I can't put myself back You come that. out of it like, oh dear. Like, We're yeah. going to do a whole episode though on are you good in bed? Because I think a lot of people Ooh. are expecting somebody else to bring that yeah. power, bring that fire, Ooh. and they don't even know if they're performing. So right. we're going to have to have you come back yes, on for are you that. good, That's be good. in bed be episode fun. and how to know whether you're good. What is Ooh, the reactions that you're fun. supposed to be looking for? Like yeah. what are we hearing for? We're going to do a whole episode on that. You are in bed, right? As thank oh. you. Oh, oh. Yeah, we gotta do it. Like the like general church pastor says, I'm gonna step on some toes today. <laughs> okay, this is the last one on this topic. Okay. But when it comes to talking about past relationships, how soon should you bring up your exes? And so you didn't do it on the first date, right? But then the second date, the third, like when do you have the conversation about why you and your ex broke up and mm-hmm. why you're not in a relationship? Because that's gonna come up. It's gonna come up. What? I mean, I I feel like wouldn't it come up organically? Yeah. Like, do we, like, it should come up pretty organically, right? Like, after a few dates, you might start to think, like, oh, I think this person's really great. I wonder what went wrong, yeah. you know, in their previous relationships, why they're not in them anymore. Um, I think that one will tend to be, again, I think a lot of this stuff, we don't have to overthink. Yeah. I think we tend to overthink because we're future yeah. thinking yep. and we're trying to control things and outcomes as opposed to just allowing them to come up. So, I would say let it come up naturally and organically because it's definitely going to, especially if the person likes you and they're into you, they're thinking like, what happened? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you single? Yeah. That's a common right. question. Why are you single? Right. You're sitting here with me. You're so amazing. Well, you're single too. So, right. well, you know, right. Right. it's just like judgment, but you right. do want to know. I agree. I think it comes up naturally when they ask you, I would say, be prepared to answer because you. the last thing mm. you want to do is be like, well, um, uh, mm, uh, it's not time to talk about that yet. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like you want to be able to have an answer, a real thought out answer too, one that includes introspection, an understanding of self, maybe an acknowledgement mm-hmm. that, you know, we just, we weren't good for each other mm-hmm. and understand also your role in that because I think people want to see growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they want to hear you see, take some type of accountability. You're over it. You're yeah. over it. It's, if it's you're going review. on and on about it, I might be like, ooh, boo, y'all sound like you still mm-hmm. working some things out. Right. In the ethers. But it's but there's a way that you can also frame that instead of asking, you know, why are you single or mm-hmm. what happened in your past relationship? You even turning to them and asking the person, you know, if you could do anything differently in your love life, what mm-hmm. would it have been? Mm-hmm. What was that point in your love life where mm-hmm. you, you know, could look back and you would have made a change or done something different? Allow them that opportunity to say, well, there was this ex or there yeah. was this, you know, one time I did da 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 da. Now you automatically got on that topic. And you get to hear whether, you know, they took any accountability for right. the relationship or if they're a blamer. Yes. Um, and, you know, why, even if they're yes. a, a divorcee, yeah. you know, not so yeah. much like, why are you divorced? But, you know, what could you, what would you have done differently in your past relationships well, what, or your what past is, love what life? What is one of the greatest lessons you've learned from your past yeah. relationship? Yeah, yeah. I That's like that one too. Great one. What's yeah. the greatest lesson you've learned yeah. from your past relationship? 
there you guys have it. You guys, we hooking look, it up. You yes, getting so spiciness. much growth right now. Yes, if you haven't grown 10 inches just from this episode. Right, right, right. <laughs> I've grown. I just right. stopped talking at a point. I was like, I'm just listening now. <laughs> okay, we got to wrap up the show, but we always end it with day or dash. So I'm going to ask you a few it. of these questions. Okay. Dinner with your past self or dinner with your future self? Ooh, future self. Okay, yeah. future self. Dinner with your ex-lover or dinner with a future lover? Ooh, my husband's going to listen to this. Future. Uh, uh, you better answer the that. Future. Because it should be him. Yeah, I love oh, that. Oh, wait. <laughs> if, you, if you're zooming in on her eyes right now, that's saying there's really? an ex really? that we might want to no, hear about. No, no, no. Okay. Matter of fact, that's why I was like, hell no, that oh, one's not. <laughs> no, no. Dinner with Oprah or dinner with Beyonce? Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can, yeah. I mean, yes. Best. Bay's worth a billion dollars now. So I, mean, I, to know I, I just thought <laughs> I have so many artistic questions. My last one, dinner with Michael Jackson or dinner with your great, great grandfather? Great, great grandfather. Okay. Oh For yeah, sure. you're a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have so many questions. Yeah. yeah. Great, great grandfather. Ancestry. Would be yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have to let everybody know where they can find you. Where oh, can yes. they seek your services? Where can they um, catch all of your content? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me to this. Is so much fun. I had yes. such a great time. Um, so everything is available through my website, uh, Thea Monier, T-H-E-A-M-O-N-Y-E-E.com. Um, my Instagram is Thea Monier. All Heart Podcast is the one I do, Healing the Culture Through Joy and Pleasure. And then Dem Black Mamas, who are three black mama creatives just trying to pursue their dreams and raise these kids. Yes, um, I love that. I just launched Ayo Consulting. So Ayo Ooh. means joy in Yoruba. And I wanted to do something because, you know, you know, our mental health field can yes. be very stagnant. Um, and it's not centered on, like I say, colonized bodies, marginalized bodies and mm, things of that yeah. nature. And I felt very limited at times. So I decided to create Ayo Consult so that we could decolonize joy and pleasure together in this very um, authentic way yeah. uh, that we do things. So I just launched that and I'm really excited because it opens me up to do more one-on-one work. Um, that's also available through my website. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm really excited I love about it. that. Joy is everything. And right social? Now. Social media? Yeah. Theamonier.com. No. Theamonier. <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, though I'm really on Facebook, so you might want to catch me on Twitter and yeah. Instagram. Awesome. Dr. Ali, where excited. can they find you? Allisonhicks.com. That is A-L-L-Y-C-I-N. H-I-C-K-S and Allison Hicks on all of their social media platforms. Love it. All right. And you guys can play with my Twitter or stroke mm-hmm. my Instagram at SpicyMati. Go to thespicylife.com and also make sure that you subscribe. Write into us at info at the spicy life. Share this episode, please. And please. there you guys have it. You have just been spiced. The Spicy Life.